Okay. This is our first episode of 2020. Yep. It's such a weird thing to say. Uh-huh. Uh, because there's like Magic Future movies that were named after this year that um, are way off as far as how good we are at space travel and robots. Yeah. I mean, really, like, it's a pretty... There are there is there is a lot of stuff about our present that we thought was you know when it was the future was going to be really great. There's a lot of disappointing things. <laughs> I mean, some things are cool. Some things are cool. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, our TV screens and stuff uh, have like way better uh, visuals than they envisioned back then. Right. Yeah, I mean, we find well, depending on which you know which future, pretty much anything before the '90s didn't think much further than like tube televisions or Mm -hmm. tube tube based screens. Yeah. Except maybe no. Yeah, it was really like even in. I mean, Star Wars. What about well? Yeah, Star Wars had holograms, but all of their like, um, well, there's really not a lot of screens in that movie. You think Except for that, that one really terrible <laughs> used Force Luke screen, right? Which yeah, the targeting computer. Yeah, I mean that stuff still looked like garbage, right? Yeah, that stuff's still garbage, and it's not just like his targeting computer. It's also that the Tie Fighter targeting is just like. It's. I think it's still better than a real. What was real, like life targeting stuff, but it's still like looks like a little CRT with kind of Atari graphics, kind of a thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like a bunch of lines, a bunch of like pixel pixelated lines for kind of showing 3D the idea of 3D, but yeah, yeah, but not really. But yeah, but not really. Um, and like even stuff like Alien, like it's still like very. I mean, I guess they did get this part of the future right, which is everybody's like who's really into computers still wants a clickety clack keyboard, unless <laughs> you know, uh huh. And well, unless you use like an Apple computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Star Trek, like their screens. It was really hard to tell what they were, but I mean, like, their screens were so big that they couldn't have, like, reasonably been CRTs. Are you talking about a next generation, though? Well, both. I mean, the screen was, like, the size of a room. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the... The, the, the bridge. The bridge right? communication screen, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, like, they really didn't have screens. Like, like Spock had that thing he looked in. I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember enough about the original series to talk about <laughs> their stuff. But yeah, it wasn't until like next generation you had like well, it could have just been a projector, you know, like like on to on the on the some kind of like a rear projection system uh-huh. cuz those still existed in like the 70s. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. And they even had those funky TVs. Do you ever you remember those with like the red RGB like lights in the front 
and there was like a weird like extension thing that curved up and projected onto a screen. Did you ever did you ever see those? No, I didn't know anybody that had money. Oh, so I yeah, I mean, it wasn't at our place or the the, the coolest thing I ever saw in the eighties was like an Atari twenty six hundred. Hmm. So, and then and then later a Nintendo. That was the coolest thing. Yeah, I did see a Nintendo. <laughs> we saw Nintendo. Yeah, I knew a guy who had a Nintendo and a Game Boy. And I was like, you are the... He was like a, an only child. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you've got it made, kid. Yeah. Uh, then, what? yeah. I'm trying to think of other, other like totally incorrect visions of the future that are around this time. Back to the Future. Oh. That, that one's the worst. That one's way off. Like, there's no sports almanacs. Um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's probably the most accurate thing. <laughs> <laughs> that there are printed, there are in-print sports almanacs. I think there might just be. just have, like, the winner of every horse race. Just a bunch them. of, ra- like, they definitely know knew that, like, there would be Groups of people whose sole purpose is just gathering sports statistics. They had those in the 80s. Well, yeah, but like, yeah. So. Uh, No, like what else? Like when was that almanac? Because that was in a in like a relics of the past shop, right? I think so, but I don't exactly remember. But it was really weird because it had apparently sports statistics. In that tiny little book uh-huh. that went all the way back to like the sixties or something, I don't know. It well, didn't really make any sense. Yeah. Well, no, it was it was at least to nineteen fifty five because he's sitting there, old Biff's sitting there in the car with young Biff, and he's like, "This this team's gonna win this," you know. Right, and but so they were in high school, right? So he was maybe sixteen. He was driving a vehicle, so he was probably at least sixteen. Uh huh. So 1958 at a minimum, because it was on his 18th birthday that he bet all that money on the horse race and won. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is, though, like, he knew the outcome of that game. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. When they were in the car. Yeah. In real time. So when a bar, I don't understand how that much information was in a printed book. That's the thing that's not realistic. Is it like a print book had information about all these different sports and horse races and whatnot? Yeah. Like and it's that, like the size of a small mag, like a comic book. Yeah, there's no way. Like, yeah, that was the least realistic. That's why I was the least realistic thinking about the future. Like, sure, the auto drying jackets and the the shoes that fit, you know, that shrink to fit your body or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, that's to me is still more plausible than having all that information in that book. Well, at least the voice synthesizer was pretty accurate. <laughs> Your jacket is now dry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some voice synthesizers sound better. Than but yeah, that, but you know, yeah. but obviously, so many disappointments. No ever bikes, no flying cars. Everybody had flying cars. Everybody had flying cars. Every future has a flying car. Yeah. Uh, no flying cars. No hover bikes. Um, you know, I think we would have to get automated cars going before the flying cars work. Otherwise, we would just everybody would kill themselves and everybody else. Every, it would just be murder. Um, it would just be murder. 
Or I guess manslaughter, if you want to be technical. Sky murder. It's all sky murder. It's, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There'd be a lot of sky murders. That's for sure. Yeah, so it's probably better that we don't have flying cars. It probably is. I would go for, I would go for some kind of, like, like, pneumatic tube system, though. Like the Futurama? Like, yeah, Futurama. Yeah, but see, that's the year 3000. Just like, we still got a long time before we get to the... But maybe the we just, like, run it underground or something. It doesn't have to go through the sky like that. Uh-huh. And you, like, vomit out your eyes and your ears pop like crazy every time you go into it because it's like a vacuum tube. And you're just in a vacuum with your eyes boiling yeah, the for whole like, time you're on the trip. For, like, 20 minutes, you're just, like, going through total recall, like, ah, ah, stuff. Yeah. That seems that seems reasonable. Yeah, it's fine though. It's, hey, it's better than traffic. <laughs> True. I guess I would accept that. I mean, as long as my body went back to completely normal like it did in Total Recall. Yeah, I think that would have to be a guarantee. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously they did the research. That's how science works. Is your tongue bulges out to the size of a grapefruit and then it goes back to normal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wait a minute. So, what is this thing about this podcast? It's about video games, I think. Okay. <laughs> or, or, or about Schwarzenegger movies. It yeah, can, it can be both. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, so we both got a bunch of games for Christmas. Yeah, and I think we played some of them. I didn't. I'm be honest. I don't. I didn't finish any. I played some and was like, okay, I've played enough of this game to know I don't want to continue playing it. Wow, that's rough. And then moved on to some other ones. So I, I, okay. So I played a game that I think I got for Christmas last year, finally. And I also played a game that I got for Christmas this year, and I beat both of those. Now I'm playing a game that you got me for Christmas this year. I think partially out of spite. And also out of the comedy of it. Yeah. So. so yeah. So. Okay. okay. What did you play first? So f- my first game of the break was Near Automata. And I love that game. That's a great game. You should play this game. Okay. What is it? It is a Platinum. So Platinum, the company that was formerly Clover, I think. So like some ex Devil May Cry people. They uh, they made like Bayonetta and that kind of stuff and um, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Uh-huh. So they've made this they made this game that is a sequel kind. Of, it's a kind of a sequel, kind of a spinoff to a game called Near. And Near was a sequel, kind of a spinoff to a series of games called, I think, like Dragon Guard or something like that. Anyway, most of that stuff doesn't matter. You play as an android. In the future, of like three thousand something, and uh, you start off, and it's just this like opening thing where you start off, and you just fight these robots, and these robots mostly look like trash cans. You know those trash cans that are, you know, like R two D two trash cans. Okay, they look like that, but they don't look like R two D two. They've got little smiley faces on them, or melancholy faces, I guess is more appropriate. And then. Uh, they're just like different scales and they have like different like rudimentary arms and legs and stuff. And they get a little more advanced than that. Uh, anyway, so you go through and you do 
platinum style, definitely cry kind of fighting stuff. Actually plays a lot more like like Bayonetta. It's a Bayonetta style fighting game. And um, you do that and you've got a partner. Uh, so you play as a, an android called Tubi and you have an android buddy called 9S. And um, those designate like unit number and like the style of robot you are. So like B is for like battle, S is for scout. They've got O for like operators, which are people who like give you information. They're like your handlers in the field kind of a thing. Okay. So you fight a bunch of stuff. So now there's like five playthroughs, 26 endings, but 21 of those are like goof endings. Like, like you like kill yourself in some weird way kind of an ending and then it rolls the credits really fast and then it's like you won you know and then you can start over again okay but i don't want to i want you to play this game and i don't want to give too much away about the story but like as you play through in the first playthrough you start to um run into like uh machines you know, so you're fighting these machines and you start to run into machines that are like not they're like passive. So they're like forming their own like communities and they're trying to figure out like what it means to be human and that kind of a thing. And meanwhile, your Android buddy is just like machines can't have feelings like they can't. Why are they trying to say words? They don't even know what what words mean and that kind of stuff. And like this is there's a you know this but he's a robot he he's is also a machine, a machine right okay. but the androids don't think of themselves as machines because they were made by humans these machines were made by aliens to kill humans but your androids were made by humans and you never run into a human or an alien or well no or an alien yeah. um. But I'm already giving too much away. And so, um, but yeah, the, so what I will say is that you need to play all, you need to play at least four endings. Well, I would say you need to play at least three endings. <laughs> okay. Because you play through, you basically, you play through once as not, uh, 2B, and then you play through again as 9s and there it's like uh the two different perspectives so like there's parts where like 9s isn't there in the first playthrough and then you meet back up and that kind of stuff so you get like his perspective but they also add other like little cutscenes and things that were not there uh, for the first playthrough and then in part playthrough three it's actually it picks up after the first two playthroughs and you can play as nine S and a third character. And, and you like move the story forward. And so, yeah. Um, and there's, so also there's not just the fighting. There's also like some top down, like um, shooter, like bullet hell sort of stuff where you have to like, dodge around like certain kinds of bullets and you can shoot other sorts of like ball energy balls and stuff. And there's also 
when you play as 9S, a hacking minigame that is like, kind of like that shooting stuff. But anyway, all of this is to explain that, like, the storytelling in this game is done in a way that I was like, this, this kind of, this story could only be told in a video game because of how they tell it. Mm-hmm. Because so much of it is about how you find new things out through like transitioning between the regular on foot stuff and then the hacking stuff and how those things interact with each other and that kind of stuff. And like the fact that you have to do multiple playthroughs in in order to like understand all of the stories and stuff. And some of the stories delivered through like text logs and stuff that you have to find throughout the world. And so in order to like absorb everything that this like game has to offer as far as like what the story is and what the world is that you're inhabiting. Like it has to be a video game. And I was very happy with that. And I was like, Oh man, I wish because I don't remember any like reviewers or anything talking about that kind of stuff. They were just, they kind of just said like, well, it's a third person action game. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of reviewers who like didn't even play through it more than once. Like they didn't do, endings B through E or anything. So they had no perspective on like how it gets more interesting from that point on. And I'm like, Oh my God, like what? There is so much missing from this, from what people are talking about with this game that it's like, like the, the fighting stuff is, is fun enough, right? Like that's enough to like have my attention and get more invested in just, just getting the fighting stuff going. And then, uh, and there's a pretty good like upgrade system and stuff as well. That's that's in this, and I'm not even that. It's just there's an upgrade system, whatever. Um, but like the meat of it is like, and it's the story is kind of anime, but it's also like super melancholy and like pretty depressing, and and it's like that itself was kind of refreshing. <laughs> not that I'm like looking for a depressing game, but it was just kind of like. Oh dang, like this is like that kind of Japanese like stuff's messed up and like you can't fix it because mm-hmm. you're just kind of like in this world where everything sucks. Um and but yeah, and then like how they expand on like just how much all of that stuff like different things have been have how different things have been happening for like hundreds of years and stuff. Anyway, it's pretty wild and like I th- I want you to play it so that then we can like maybe I'll just give you the disc or something and you you play it and then you get back to me and then we can talk about it like for real okay okay so that's Nier Automata great game a plus or if you're Japanese S like the- <laughs> S <laughs> just imagining them having like S as like actually grades in like high school and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah like on their on their report cards or something yes um okay the other game i played was star wars jedi fallen order and i picked that up immediately after beating um near automata for the fifth time and uh it is kind of a mess it's kind of a mess of a game so the story is dumb and I can't even like you, it, you got to find a MacGuffin 
um, and then you do, and then you blow it up. And so, um, you're a dude who starts off as like a scrap. So, okay. So here's, so here's the story. You start as off a dude and you're scrapping spaceships and you're a Jedi who was formerly in training before the fall of the, the Republic or whatever. So this is like post episode three pre-episode four i suppose maybe probably um and uh and so you're people find out that there's like a force sensitive person like the empire finds out there's a force sensitive person on this garbage planet so they go to the garbage planet and they're like which one of you uses the force and this guy who is like your buddy is just like i oh it's me i'm now i did it and they're like, well, you're not the guy, but I'm going to kill you anyway. And then that makes your guy go like, I'm Spartacus, you know, and pop out. And then uh, and then they try to kill you. OK. And then that's that stuff's over and you never go to that planet again. And you talk about it twice. And then for the rest of that time, this dude who's been your friend for like years doesn't even matter. You get picked up by. Uh, some chick and little alien dude uh, to fly you around. I mean, that's a pretty Star Wars story, though, right? Because, like, Luke is like, oh, I've lived with these two people my entire life. Oh, they're dead. Never mind. I'm going to go with this old man and some robots and travel through the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah. No, kind of. That's, like, literally exactly the same thing. Well, okay, but, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he never really talks about like, oh man. He never even like mourns them a second time. My parents, right? Or my, just not, my not parents. His aunt and uncle. Yeah. Supposedly his aunt and uncle. But yeah, it was just like that one time, like, oh, they're dead. And then they never even fucking mention them again. Yeah, that's right? true. Not even in like. Like they were burned not, to death yeah, or something. Not even, they were. They like died horribly. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's well, ever like, oh, that was so sad. Yeah. He's not, like, ever distraught by it again. Meanwhile, like, his dad was all, like, apeshit over his mom the whole time whenever he left. Like, oh, my mom, he left her. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he does go back to try to, like... I mean, she didn't get burned alive, but he does go back to try to save her. Only to have her conveniently die in in his arms. Yes. Wow. Yeah, all right, okay, fair enough. It's a pretty Star Wars way to go, I suppose. Um, okay, so yeah, he gets picked up by these two people, and he's immediately, like, best friends with them. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's a cutscene where he's just like, who are you people? And then, like, the next piece of dialogue that the guy has is like, ah, man, we've been traveling around for a while, huh? Like, stuff like that, where they're just, like, chummy, and I'm just like, you guys just met. Just met. Um... Some people are quicker to make friends. I, well, I guess, you know. Yeah, I suppose this guy is like pretty, pretty quick to just like pick up and drop whoever, right? Yeah. So uh, that just means nothing to me. Blah. Uh, but so you go to this, you know. It turns out this game is just like a kind of a Metroid, God of War, like new God of War. Did you ever play the new God of War? Yes. Okay, so it's kind of like 
the combat's kind of like the new God of War. But if you can imagine, it's not as good. It's like kind of just sloppier and not as responsive. And then, uh, and also like, sometimes an enemy is like super easy. Like, but if you get, if you get like two of them around you, you can just get stun locked. And like, one hits you and you have this like, like half second, like, oh, I'm getting knocked around kind of animation. And then, like, during that animation, the other one comes up, and it's just like, boom, gotcha again. And he's like, oh, no, I can't even block or dodge or anything because I'm doing this, I'm getting knocked around animation. And, like, two little mice can just, like, take you out. Mice? Yeah, like... There's, like, mice enemies? They're, like, R-U-S's. They're about, like, the size of a small dog. Okay. But they're rats. That's not a mouse. Well, you know, whatever. Okay. So, like, yeah, like, a mouse or a bug can, like, just... If there's two of them, they can take you down because there is that like if you like miss the timing window, which depending on your frame rate is completely different. So like I had to run this thing. If I ran it on the capped on the like visuals mode, which caps the frame rate at 30 FPS, and this is on a PS4 Pro, by the way, then like it doesn't and the frame rate still dips and is pretty choppy. But the timing window, like the, the there's an input to latency that happens when, with that mode. So that it's like it's like a quarter second off. Like you push the button in the UI and it's just like. Boop. It's like that kind of that kind of response time. So that means like blocking stuff can be impossible because sometimes you don't have that much time to react to the move. So I was just getting my face eaten because like a, an attack would happen. And the warning, like, flash for this is an unblockable attack would happen. And I would have no time to react because by the time I saw that and I pushed the button, I couldn't actually dodge. So, like, I had to change it over to performance mode, which was a anywhere between 15 and 60 frames per second. Like, and then my timing, the timing window is, like, all over the place. It's like, who knows how early you have to hit the block button because it, it can vary depending on like how, where you're looking in the map. And so what you're saying is this is a PC game. Yeah, I mean, definitely get it on PC because the, that's the other thing is that loading times are miserable. And so like going from planet to planet sucks butts. If you die, you've got to reload and that's got to reload the whole map for no reason. And that sucks. So like you're going to sit there for like a good 20, 30 seconds. I- you know, I don't even understand. Like, I have to wait like seventy five hours to download the entire like three hundred million gigs of whatever disc I've got of the next game I want to play onto the hard drive, and then it still takes a billion years to load everything. I don't even understand modern consoles. It doesn't make any sense. How's Zelda? How's Zelda gonna have such friggin' load time? Like, what the fuck, Zelda? You're a friggin' flash cartridge. How do you have those load times? And you're installed on the hard drive. I don't... What? What? How is that even... What? Yeah, I don't know. This isn't like well, like PlayStation 2 where it's loading everything from disk. Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, this game was built on Unreal 4. And, and Unreal 4 is terrible about load times. It's just terrible. So... So, yeah, you go from planet to planet uh, because the plot is just like, well, I guess we got to go to this planet. We got to go to Kashyyyk where everything, 
on Kashyyyk is spelled with three Y's because the planet is named with three Y's in a row. So every animal has three Y's in its name because we're terrible. <laughs> so you go from planet to planet and you got to fight uh, stormtroopers and you got to fight stormtroopers who have like electric axes and stuff. And you got to fight a couple of Jedi people. And oh, but the worst things, though, are these like big, you know, remember, do you see Rogue One? Mm-hmm. Remember K2SO, I think is his name. The droid? Yeah. And so they've got a bunch of those in this game. And they suck so much because they'll like they'll have attacks that uh, will just like. They can like auto guide run at you. And even though you like dodge, they can still like grab you, even though you're like not next to them. I don't know. It They suck. Well, anyway. The game's also super buggy. So like I've got like a 17 minute video of various different bugs, some ranging from like I'm slighted. So, OK, there's the other thing is. The summary of the the mechanics of this game is it steals a lot of ideas from other games that did it better already. So like the combat they took from God of War, the platforming and stuff are just like a bad interpretation of. Uncharted or something, because it's that's those are also like super sloppily done, like there's this ice slide stuff on one map where like I've got videos where I like land, I like slide down a thing do a jump and the, there's this like air current thing that's supposed to like lift you up and it, and it, I land on the other side, but the guy lands wrong. And so all of his momentum is completely like reversed as he does this fall down animation and like slides him back off the cliff and the wind doesn't pick me up. So I just slide right off and just die. <laughs> just like your life. Yeah. And so, Yeah. There's like crap like that in the platforming stuff where it's just like, this is janky as hell. Like other stuff is like stuff just wouldn't load in. Like I I ran up these. There's one place where I like ran up these stairs and the guy's like, oh, more enemies, huh? And then they pop in like then they just pop in T pose for a second, slide forward. Their textures load in. Then their AI picks up that like. I'm freaking there and they're like, get them as they like turn around to face me because I'm already behind where they loaded it. <laughs> and then and then there's this uh, like the worst one, though, was like. I, I, I open this door that's like this big plot door and it's like, OK, you just got out of this like force vision fight with some dude. And this plot door opens up and there's just nothing behind it. And I'm like, is this some sort of like Indiana Jones in the last crusade, like leap of faith kind of thing. And I'm looking around and I see like, like LOD, like other pieces of the level. And I'm like, no, this seems wrong. Like that's a save point off in the distance, but it's not on anything. And so I just walk off. Cause I'm like, maybe. And sure enough, I just fall to my death. Cause it hasn't loaded. Cause it didn't actually load that sub map that it didn't stream in that map. Uh And so then I had to like quit the game, reload the game. Luckily there was a save point right in front of that door. So I load into that save point and like 
there it is. There's the rest of the level with the boss fight and everything. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, game? And this is on patch six. All right, so nine out of ten would recommend. Oh, God. Definitely play it on PC. That may be like a less buggy version. Definitely going to get a better frame rate, that's for sure. But yeah, <laughs> that game. It's a mess. I feel like it got really good reviews, so maybe the reviewers were playing it on PC. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they're just like, maybe they're just in love with that like Souls style, like punishing combat kind of stuff. But like, it's not even that hard, really. Like, I played it on the second to hardest difficulty, just right out of the gate. And like, the times that I was killed in combat, I'm like, ah, cool. Like, you guys just like were unfair about how you did things in this map. Because uh, like, that's another thing is like, they, they are like, Dark Souls likes to be a dick about like, Around this corner's a rock, and it's just going to slam you, like, right in the face. Better remember that there's a rock there next time you walk through this hallway. And this game is like that in that around every corner is a dude with a club. And you, like, walk through a doorway, and there's there's a dude with a club who's just been waiting for you. And this game also does the Dark Souls thing, where if you save at a save point, or if you, like, rest at a save point to refill your health and stuff, it respawns everybody. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I can accept that in a Dark Souls game where it's, like, magic monsters. And I'm like, whatever. Magic monsters, you're cursed. You can, like, run around as a zombie or whatever. Sure. Like, sitting at this campfire long enough or whatever, like, makes these things all regenerate because you're in hell and this game is hell. And then, <laughs> but, like, Star Wars, it's like, ah, yeah, cool. The gimmick is, like, I'm meditating to get my health back. So, like, I sit down on my knees or whatever for, like, 20 minutes, and then, like, stormtroopers are at their posts again. Like, I was sitting there the whole time. Did they not just, like, shoot me? Could they not just kill me? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, a total gameism for no reason. Like, for no payoff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... It's just, to like, make the game like Dark Souls is the only reason. And it's just stupid. I don't know. So super fun. But 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 what it did allow me to do is like farm for XP on some like dumb monsters for a little bit early on. But yeah. So what what was the last game that you played? Last game that I'm well, the game that I'm playing right now is Death Stranding. Oh yes. Is that your favorite one? Uh so far I haven't gotten far enough in. Um I still, I don't think I would put it above Nier at this point. Nier is still a better, a better game right now. However, this is my, this is my one sentence review of the game. It is intensely Kojima and oddly satisfying. (laughs) This game, like, okay, so let me tell you about the first uh my first experiences with the game okay so it opens with just like bananas like cutscenes as you would expect from kojima there's this like very sincere but also at times very goofy narrative that is happening and sometimes it's like 
he doesn't care that he's like undercutting any seriousness with like just goofball stuff. And so that's just like ridiculous. And, and so you play as a guy, he plays Norman Reedus, whose name in the game is Sam. And everybody calls him Sam Porter Bridges, but that's not his name. Uh, that's just the role he has as a porter in the company that he works for that is called Bridges. And Bridges was started by his mom, and his mom is the president of the United States. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and his mom's name is Bridget. Bridget Bridges? No, her name's not Bridget Bridges. That's not her name. Bridget started Bridges, but Bridget's last name is Strand. Bridget Strand. So that makes him Sam Strand, if you're following. <laughs> okay. So Bridget's the president of the United States, but she has cancer? She's got some terminal disease. So wait, Porter Bridget. So like, it's kind of like they went back to like old timey, like British, like John Smith was the blacksmith. So we uh-huh. call him John Smith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, Derek Cobbler or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, that that. And they also like whenever they say his name, they often Porter Bridges. They often put that in quotes, but not always in the subtitles. Not like air quotes and not like doing air quotes <laughs> mocap. Um, OK, so the. Um, order of succession is apparently after the president dies, her daughter takes over, and both her, the president and her daughter. So okay, so yeah, the president dies. That's like that that that's a thing that happens. Um, and you have to incinerate her body because bodies, when bo- when people die now in this game, they like go and they call it necrosis. And they cause this huge explosion to happen. Not like it creates a giant crater. So it's not even, it's like some other weird, like not a zombie thing. It's just, if you die, you explode. Yeah. If you die, you explode. And there's no explanation of why that happens. I haven't had it yet. Okay. But there's a lot of stuff that they don't really, they haven't really explained much of. And so, like, um... You have a disease, or Sam has a disease called Dooms. Um, but he's also what they call a repatriate, which means he can come back from death. And um, they're okay. So the, here's the cat. The rest of the cast of characters is a guy named Die Hardman. Fantastic. Um, he has a skull face. That's made out of plastic, and he wears it. That's a mask. It's a mask on his face. I I don't know why. Um, Guillermo del Toro plays Deathman. There's another guy named Heartman. He has a heart problem, and he wears an AED. And then there's a girl named Mama, and she's like the weapons expert, I guess. And um, so where I'm at with the game is uh, your mom dies. You have to carry your corpse to the incinerator because the van that was being used to move bodies, the corpse disposal team, uh, the corpse blew up the truck. And so you can't use a truck. 
and you have to carry her on your back. So you're carrying, you start the game off carrying your mom on your back. Well, that's not the beginning of the game, but that's like pretty close to the beginning of the game. Is this, is this you're trying to get her somewhere before she explodes? Yeah, you got to get her to the incinerator before she explodes. Okay. The incinerator's on a mountain. Um, Like you do. Right. Well, they wanted it far enough away so that the ash from the incinerator that releases this stuff called a chiral something wouldn't get on the city or something like that. Um, anyway, so you carry her on your back. You can take her off your back and just put her on the ground. You can do that. Now, what I tried to do was I did find out that you could pee early on. So I did try to pee on my mom, but they would not let me do that. And Because that's the first thing people tried once you learn both of those two things. Yeah, and I, I think... Here's what I think. I think I might have just been too close to the city. I think you can pee on your mom, but I don't know for sure. I'd have to start the game over again. Now, you can pee on anything else as long as you're not too close to some of the structures. If you're, like, inside a, a building, they won't let you pee. Sam's not going to have any of that. He's going to say, like, there's more, there's, I, I don't have time for this, or something like that. Mm-hmm. No peeing in buildings. No peeing in buildings. You can't okay. do that. What you can do is, at some point in the game, you take a shower. You just do. They suggest it. You take a shower, and a guy comes on the thing, and he says, guess what, Sam? I made a vial of your shower water. I want you to throw it at the bad guys. The bad guys are these weird ghost people that have umbilical cords, and they try to suck you into the ground with their black goo people. And those things are called BTs. All of them are called BTs. I don't know if it's just... I don't know if it's just the umbilical cord floaty people, or if it's also the goo people, or if it's also the goo whale squids that come out of the goo if you get sucked into the goo. Those might all be BTs. Anyway, you can throw your shower water out of, at them in vials. And they are a non-lethal grenade. Now you might be asking, can you also pee on them? Yes. That's harder to do. But you're in luck because you can pee in a toilet and that same guy collects your pee into vials and you can throw that at them. So there's that. You can pee on things that way. Okay. Now, what about poopies? Well, they put that in a vial too for you. Okay. 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 So you're covered. So now you're flinging poo. You're flinging poo at whoever anybody will do. But I think it only affects the ghost people. Because okay. there are other guys running around in suits, and they're called mules. They don't look like mules, but they are just like dudes in suits like you're a dude in a suit. And I'm pretty sure you can throw your pee and your poo at those guys, but I don't think it does anything. But you can hogtie them. Now, what I haven't done yet, I know what you're asking. I haven't hogtied them and peed on them yet. Yet. But yeah. I will do that. I'm going to get okay. some video of that. Um, and so, okay, so what else? I also unlocked the blood grenades, which are grenades that you fill with your blood in real time. You don't, like, put the blood in the grenades and then take them out. You've got to have blood on your person. In your body. Or in your body. Right. And then that's the blood that these grenades use. So you not only have, like, an ammo count, of grenades you also have a blood meter 
And you can carry around extra blood packs. That's fine. You can do that. So those are the weapons at my disposal currently. And uh, also I have a, like a rope, and that's how I tie people up. And I can also punch people with it. I can also hit people with luggage. So there's that. Now, when we looked at this game before, like the trailer and stuff, it, there was the there was the question of like, are you just a delivery boy? Yes, you do that. And so that's what gets me to the this game is oddly satisfying aspect, which is I have been enjoying moving briefcases from one place to another, and I feel kind of weird about it. But there is that aspect of like, yeah, I'm moving from place to place. I've got my backpack full of barrels or other things. And I have a motorcycle now and I can put boxes on the motorcycle and me and the boxes of motorcycle boxes can just like hop around from place to place. And my numbers go up and I've gotten like a five star rating at three different places and that has unlocked new colors for my sunglasses. And so that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I've got hot pink sunglasses and a purple hat. And um, so it's basically just, I mean, you're, you're basically just an Amazon delivery driver, but also there's poop monsters and your cancer president mom explodes. She doesn't explode. You burn her. You burn her alive. Well, would explode. She, she would have exploded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, OK, it, yeah, it's like um, one of my friends at work said it's basically the sequel to Paperboy. And I said, yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, it's like you're an Amazon delivery driver. If you had to worry about spooky ghosts, goo people and marauders. Which, I mean, I, th I assume Amazon delivery people have to worry about marauders. At least half of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a baby. Oh, yeah. You got a baby yeah, on your chest. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't mention the baby. You do have a baby on your chest, and that baby does help you detect the ghost people. But so does your dooms disease. And apparently, they call them BBs for bridge babies. Why are they bridge babies? I don't know. I guess they're a bridge to the other side. Because those ghosts are ghosts like they're dead people i think are they people that got burned up or people that exploded and didn't get burned up i don't know the answer they are just referred to as bts and that stands for no idea no idea and i'm not gonna look it up because i don't want it to get spoiled <laughs> uh i want i want the kojima to just kind of wash over me at this point um, cause that's the best way to enjoy it. Okay. I might look it up later if it's, if I don't find, if I don't like get an explanation for it from the game. I mean, the worst thing would be if it's in one of these like 900, 900 like documents that I keep unlocking. Cause I'm not going to read those. No, of course not. That might explain something. It might. And then maybe it would just be ruined. I don't know. But for now, I'm going to throw my pee at people. And by people, I mean ghosts. And I'm going to walk around, carry things up hills, climb down some ladders, try to get the best ratings on my Amazon delivery boy profiles from these different guys. And uh, just kind of see where that goes. 
All right, good. Well, let me know what you think. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it more than the game you wanted. Yeah, that's the irony, isn't it? <laughs> that like I really wanted that Star Wars game, and then I got this game, and I'm like, this is a better game. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, this that's is... why sometimes you get what you need and not what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk about some of the games that I've been playing. Um, so I started, like I said, I did not finish any game yet. Some of it's because I'm still playing one of them and I probably will finish it. But is that so- Dragon's Dogma? No, not Dragon's Dogma. Quite <laughs> you. Uh, no, I so over the break, I played a little bit of Disco Elysium. And, I had, you know, it's one of those ones that everybody's like, oh, you got to play Disco Elysium. It's so great. Uh-huh. And I don't see that. Uh, so this is how I would describe Disco Elysium. It is like a choose-your-own-adventure novel with dice. Yeah. That's, that's like, the kindest review that I will give it. <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody, and I think they were, I think they meant the comment as a compliment to the game, but they called it a real page turner. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, and so, I mean, I I don't know. I played it for a couple of days. I played it for, I would say, maybe more than eight hours, you know, maybe. Yeah. That's like a reasonable, uh, That that's, I would say that's a reasonable amount of time to come to a conclusion on what the game is. Yeah. And so, like, this is the thought, like, I don't want to read a whole bunch of stuff. And it's, there's so much text. And is it all text or is it voice acted? Um, the teensy bit of voice acting that was in there was awful. Like, the only voice, <laughs> like, the only voice acting that sticks out as memorable right now was this horrible little cockney piece of shit child and it was just this awful, like, like, oh, my God. It was just, his voice was so grating and horrible. I did not want to hear it. It was awful. And, like, you have to talk to him a bunch. And you hate everything he says. And he's so terrible and, like, cracked out and high and weird and speaks in the third person. And he's a piece of shit. And it's, like, the problem, like, none of the characters are really, like, good people. And they're also not, like, entertaining in the way that, like, Arrested Development characters are. It's, like, Arrested Development characters, like, they're all, like, horrible and irredeemable, but they're funny. At least there's, like, something entertaining about yeah, it. They, like, there's something about their obliviousness of real life is, like, charming in a way. Yeah. It's at least, like, they're, it's, not, it's not like they're just, like, an asshole. They're, like, so so unrelatable yeah. because of how like uh like just yeah oblivious they but are. like yeah so like in this game the most of the people that you have to talk to are either just ir- they're either irritating boring or terrible <laughs> and like the main character uh <clears throat> like some of the stuff that i just really hate about it i i hate the, the writing style and i hate the way that like some of it is done because it's all about like Somebody like you're you're a cop or you think you're a cop or whatever, uh-huh. but like you got so drunk that you forgot like everything. 
you have no memory of like why you're at this hotel that you've trashed, how or why you trashed it, who you are. You don't remember your name. And like, it's all like basic. like it's Is all this game. Just the hangover. It's like you've got like a terrible memory and you're, you're like at this. You're supposedly like at this hotel to investigate a murder of a body that's is still like hanging on this tree behind the hotel and has been hanging there for a week. And okay. Right. So there's like so many things that I don't like just about the way the story sets up one, like the, Oh, I've lost my memory. So that's the excuse for me. Like not knowing, like having to start from scratch to like figure everything out. Mm hmm. I don't I don't care for that mechanic. I don't for that care for that like Yeah, it's pretty tired. Right. Then but then like there's so many other like things that are just frustrating. Like I have I have no idea like the setting is completely ambiguous. Like things have some things have kind of French names, but people speak English, except for some people that speak with French accents. And then some people speak with French accents and some people speak with Cockney British accents and some people speak with in undiscernible accents. And so it's like, I have no idea where this place is like where, where in the world, or if it's an alternate world, which it seems more like it's an alt. It's like an alternate world and alternate history, but the setting is, I have no idea where the setting is. I have no idea where this place is. I have no idea when this place is because they talk about things like disco. And then they mention things like, years but the year like the years they mention are meaningless i don't know if if that was 20 years ago or five years ago when they mentioned years because they don't tell you when any of that crap is mm -hmm. and i guess you're supposed to enjoy figuring that out but i don't fucking care and you're saying all these words like there's so many words that they just threw out and i'm like i don't even know what that word means is that a person is that a place is is that like an event what is this what is this just random fucking proper noun you're throwing out now and talking about? Uh -huh. And so I don't give a shit about any of it. And I don't want to learn anymore because it's more fucking reading. And then like, there's a level system and you like gain XP and level up your character, but there's no combat. There's not like really anything. You There's nothing you do other than dialogue. So if you want to level up your character, you've got to go through all these fucking dialogues with people, which means more reading, which means more shit. I don't want to do. So it's just, oh, I'm just like, bah, I don't want to do this. I'm sick of doing this. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So that's that's how I feel about that. Wow. And maybe if the story was good, I would be more into it, but I don't like it. And it, and it's like, it's like basically there's all these times where like your psyche interjects with comments. And so like you spend like a half an hour reading shit where you're just talking to yourself. And I'm just like, oh, this is dumb. This is dumb. I don't like doing this. And it's like, I don't, I don't like stories about drug abuse or mental illness. And I don't feel like this does a super great job of talking about either one of them. And then just, it's just frustrating. And there's so much text for so little substance and knowledge of what you're doing that comes out of it that it's just not worth it to me. Well, that's pretty great. <laughs> but I guess if you like crap like that, then go have fun. Look, I mean. Yeah, a lot of people like bad writing. 
but I, I mean, I've, I've said it before. I think the reason it's getting so much like critical praise is because pretty much everybody who writes about video games thinks they're a writer, like thinks they're a good writer. And so the people who are in the media to write about a video game, I think they would rather just be doing anything else, but that's Mm -hmm. like what they got stuck doing because most people who do write for video, write about video games seem to want video games to not be games anymore. They just want them to be books or movies. Yeah. Yeah. And so like this play, this game's getting a whole bunch of praise because it's like, look at all this writing they did. This is the new standard for RPG writing. And I'm like, no, 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 please not. Please not. I won't play RPGs anymore. If you do that. No, I, um, no, I, and, and like people are like taking a dump on the outer worlds writing, which it's like, but they are like, I can't play the outer worlds because of this game's how good this game's writing is. And I'm like, look, the outer worlds kind of dumb, not great. I bet you know what's happening. I bet you know what you, what, what, what just happened or where you are. Oh yeah. You know exactly like what's going on the whole time. Yeah. Like, and, and, but here's the other thing is that like in a, in a video game, like design comes first. Like you have to like make, you might have like, bullet points or an outline of what your plot is going to be if it's a narrative driven game but like the game design comes first like whatever you're going to actually have the player do that's the thing and then you write around that and you're like okay now i've got to make interesting interactions for my characters because they've got to get this thing or they got to kill this guy or whatever your whatever your actual design of the game is and when your design of the game is just reading and then picking a choice out of a list, you don't have to take into consideration anything else. And so all you can do, all you have to do, the only thing you can do is write more. Right. And so, like, that's that's it. That's all there is to that game. And that's all that person or whoever that team had to do to make the that world is like, write it out. I mean, that's dismissing all of the artists or whatever who went into like making the visual art and the audio art and that stuff. But as far as like mechanics and, and writing and design, there's nothing there. And so I don't I'm like, you can't you can't put that on other games that are actually games first. Yeah, so I just all I know is when I first started the game, I was in like a pretty limited area and there was like maybe four or five people I could talk to. And then I advanced it a little bit and it expanded a lot more. And I saw all these other people that I could talk to and I just my reaction was not, oh, boy, more stuff to do. My reaction was. <sighs> that sounds like <laughs> that sounds almost exactly like my reaction to playing Fez. Uh, you remember me talking about yes. that game where, like, I started playing it. And I'm like, damn, I hate moving around. This is stupid character. Everything about platforming in this game sucks balls. And so then I'm like, I move around a little bit in the map 
and I open up a little bit more and I go to a different place and I can check my 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 like overworld map and I look at just how many other places I haven't gone to yet. And I was just like, fuck this. I don't want to play any of this anymore. I'm going to have to go to all of those places to do anything meaningful. Yeah. No, thank you. That was the yeah, that was what I read. It was just like, oh, God, there's there's like 10 more people now. So I have to go engage in conversation with. And then I probably have to go back and forth between people, which means talking to somebody more than once. And I just didn't want to do it. It just it sucked the motivation to play right out of me. Yeah. And that's how I knew I just needed to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, you know, if you want to play Disco Elysium, go read a book. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll I also have it now, so I'll I'll put at least a little bit of time into it and see if I yeah. also hate it. Let me know when you get to the annoying little dipshit Cockney kid. Yeah. And uh, tell me if you can make it past that interaction and keep going. Mm. Uh, so the other game that I'm playing that I like much more, <laughs> it's a stupid little game. It is uh, uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Okay. It's, it's just, it's a silly little like Minecraft type builder game, but it has one, it's got quests. There's goals. Right. So uh-huh. you have you always have something new to do and some new place to go and do and like find stuff. So that makes it way more interesting to me than like other builder games in that type of genre. Right. Where it's just here. It's a sandbox. Go have fun. Here's Legos. And I'm like, this is Legos. This is in a game. Right. This yeah. is just like a crappy art medium. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so that part's fine like there's just little things for me to go do and and it's like um and i i've played to the point where i got to this mining town and i love it because things got so friggin' creepy when i got to this mining town <laughs> because you're it's it's you it, you travel all these different islands and you you're a builder and our builders are forbidden because the monsters took over the world. And there's a, like, the, the the top monster is called the Hargon or something. And he's forbidden building. And so all the humans that you come visit are like, oh, no, a builder's here. And then you build stuff for them. And like, oh, sh- oh snap. He built stuff. Now we can eat and, like, have a place to sleep and stuff. This is way better than following the monster's religion. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm on like the second, like ex second Island where you go and help people and it's this Island of miners. And so it's so weird and creepy because it starts out. There's like, there's like a dad and his daughter and the dad is a bartender that runs a bar for the miners and the daughter like helps out. And then the miners, there's like dozens and dozens of these miners, like, the more you build, more people show up. And there's all these miners. They all look pretty much exactly the same. They're all these like weird, muscly guys that wear like gimp masks. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part is they're all like obsessed with and in love with the bartender's daughter. And then like, like what as you're playing through and like helping the town, she keeps she keeps promising like, oh, 
I if you guys if you help the town, I'll become a dancing girl like my mother. <laughs> and and, I, and just with that, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and and it, and it gets like weirder and weirder as that goes on. And on all the miners are like, yeah, yeah, you know, like be a dancing girl for us miners. And it's just like the the dad is like he's like. Oh boy! He's like, oh, you're gonna follow in your mother's footsteps. It's like he's like weirdly he happy about it. He's like weirdly supportive of it, kind uh-huh. of. But yeah, and there's like yeah, and it's all the miners have a crush on her, and like anytime she's nice to you, they get all like jealous and pissed off that because they think she's in love with you. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like weird giant golem that you find, and you have to help restore the golem's power too. And the golem also has a crush on her and wants to marry her. Uh huh. And so it's really weird. And then, uh, you know, if you progress enough, then she becomes a dancing girl and she tra- changes into her like bunny costume. Uh huh. And then, <laughs> and then you have to build a stage for her so that she can go like dance, dance up on stage in this bunny costume for all these like muscly shirtless miners in gimp suits and the golem and the golem. Yeah. What a weird game. Yeah, it's very strange. That's a weird game, and I've been playing the poo-throwing game. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that game sounds like a lot more fun. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, that's about it. Is that it? Is that... Are you? Uh, we're about an, an yeah. That, that's that's the that's the one that I'm I'm currently playing now, and so yeah. I'll, I'll see I'll see if there's any other weird things. I think I was told by some people that maybe that it gets weirder. So we'll have to see what happens when I get to other islands. Yeah, I mean that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I've got. I mean, I've definitely got more to go on Death Stranding, and there's more I could say now about that. But I think I would just kind of get into the weeds and spend another half hour talking. Yeah. Also, weird mechanics. You, just just wait until you get to zip lines because I was told there's zip lines. Yeah, I've heard that there are zip lines, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, what do we ta- what do we call this episode? I have no idea. Uh, Death Porter Bridges. <laughs> just just take one word from every game that we said we played to make that the title. <laughs> so it's near. I can't remember what the name of the Jedi one is. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Near Fallen Death uh, Disco Quest. Death Pooflinger. Death Death Poofling? <laughs> there's got to be something in there with like Poofling and Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. I mean, there's got to be something about, you know, not crossing the streams. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still, dis- I'm still unsettled by the fact that I'm not sure if I can pee on my mom. <laughs> That's the title. Can you pee on your mom? Can you pee on your mom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>